Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is the end of the 25th week after Pentecost. I thank God that we're able to be together to start our day in prayer. And now, we begin our time of prayer together in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel chapter 30. Now when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid on the Negev and on Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag, burned it down, and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed none of them, but carried them off and went their way. When David and his men came to the city, they found it burned down and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with them raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives had also been taken, Ahanoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was in great danger, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in spirit for their sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David said to the priest, Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, Pursue, and you shall surely overtake, and shall surely rescue. So David set out, he and six hundred men who were with him. They came to the Wadi Besser, where they those stayed who were left behind. But David went on in pursuit, he and four hundred men, two hundred stayed behind, too exhausted to cross the Wadi Besser. In the open country they found an Egyptian and brought him to David. They gave him bread and he ate, they gave him water to drink, they also gave him a piece of fig cake and two clusters of raisins. When he had eaten, his spirits revived, for he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong? Where are you from? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite. 
My master left me behind because I fell sick three days ago. We made a raid on the Negev of the Cherethites, and on which belongs to Judah, and on the Negev of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag down. David said to him, Will you take me down to this raiding party? He said, Swear to me by my God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master, and I will take you down there. When he had taken him down, they were spread out all over the ground, eating and drinking and dancing because of the great amount of spoil that they have taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. David attacked from twilight until evening the next day. Not one of them escaped, except 400 young men who mounted camels and fled. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken, and David rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David brought back everything. David also captured all the flocks and the herds which were driven ahead of the other cattle. People said, this is David's spoil. Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow David, who had been left at Wadi Besser. They came out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. When David drew near to the people, he saluted them. Then all the corrupt and worthless fellows among the men who had gone with David said, Because they did not go out with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except that each man may take his wife and children and leave. But David said, You shall not do so, my brothers, and what the Lord has given us, he has preserved us and handed us handed over to us the raiding party that attacked us. Who would listen to you in this matter? For the share of the one who goes down into battle shall be the share, same as the share of the one who stays back by the baggage. They shall share alike. From all day forward, he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel. It continues to this present day. When David came to Ziklag, he sent part of the spoil to his friends, the elders of Judah, saying, Here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. It was for those in Bethel, in Ramoth of the Negev, in Jatir, in Erorer, in Sifmoth, in Estomao, uh, in Rachel, and in the towers of the Jehalamites, in the towns of the Kenites, in Horma, in Borashan, in Atak, in Hebron, all the places where David and his men had roamed. So when David and his men returned back to their village, they find it in a smoking ruin, and their wives and children have been taken, along with all of their goods, taken by the Amalekites. It seems that things have gone from bad to worse for David and his men. If God has been providing for or watching over David, then the Lord surely has a strange way of going about it. As David's own men, his loyal, loyalist followers, are even about ready to stone him. David mourns with them, and then David inquires of the Lord. The Lord directs him to pursue, overtake, and rescue all that has been lost. It is an exciting story, and for David and his loyal bands of outcasts and outlaws, there is an exceedingly happy ending. They are reunited with their wives and children and all the more enriched from their raid and their rescue. The Lord has removed David from the battle with Israel that's led by Saul and his son Jonathan. And now after a scare, the Lord has now enriched David and his friends with the abundant spoils of their raid. And what does David do with the spoils? He shares them. 
not only equally dividing with the weary men who could not keep the pursuit, but he shares those riches with the various clans of Judah, among whom he had roamed when he was on the run with Saul, and all but solidifying his position now as the preeminent leader of that tribe. After a little over a year in exile among the Philistines, David has proved himself to be the great defender and champion and patron of the most powerful tribe of Judah. Even though David would never strike to kill Saul and assume the throne of all of Israel, he has been going about actively strengthening the political connections and alliances that will eventually bring him to the throne. Now with a battle between Saul and the Philistines raging up north, David, after this raid, has has all but tied up control, his own control, over the south. When Saul drove David from his presence, it seemed as if David's life was as good as over, but the Lord used that time to transform David into a powerful and wealthy leader in his own right. With his own power base, his own connections, his own alliances, his own loyal servants and people. Take a moment, maybe a quiet moment here on this Saturday morning to consider maybe some of the times of adversity that you might have endured. How do you think God was using that time to shape you and to transform you into the person that you are today? Can you see how the Lord was with you in all of your trials, developing in you the various character traits, uh, talents, and gifts that make you so special and such a gift to the world around you? There are so many twists and turns and ups and downs in our stories, too, But very similar to David, our stories are part of this wonderful new thing that God is bringing into the world. We might not see it clearly yet, but soon it will all come together in Jesus. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness. 
for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all. In Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For the people of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of this world. For people in countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare. For all who work for peace and international harmony. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else or for who else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.